All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Day Late Dollar Short Podcast. It's your boy Martin. This is Merlin. And this is Patrico. What? Yeah, that's Patrick. So, what are you doing? today. Oh, Lord, be with us today. This podcast. All right, Marlene. Don't call me that. Marlene is respectful to any individual who has some humanity. You don't. They picked the Eagles. The Eagles picked to go to the Super Bowl. I, I know for sure that that shit is rigged. How is it rigged? But I digress. But I digress. That shit is bad. You know he will lose his argument. Is that why? Okay. So, all right. Yeah, getting back. Getting, getting back into it. It's, it's always fun. We're we're gonna get to football. Don't worry. So, uh. You know, it's another episode, and there's so much going on to address and talk about. And you know, Pat, we always try to try to talk about relevant topics and relevant things going on in society that affects, you know, all of us as a whole. That's true. And the one thing going on right now is what we could essentially call blatant and outright racism. Yeah. Like, I've experienced racism in my life, and I've experienced blatant acts of racism, but I've never seen them to the degree that they've been. Yeah. And it, it all stems excuse me, from the president. Yep. Which is crazy to me, because we live in a, we live in a time and in a world where the person that is called the leader of the free world. Yep. Literally, whether he admits it or not, creates an atmosphere and an environment where racism is encouraged, supported, mm-hmm. and seems to be the fashionable thing. Cultivated, uh, leveraged, everything. You know, to his benefit. And, you know, so a couple of things happened recently. The most recent thing that I actually I thought about after we had initially, you know, had our little brainstorming session was mm-hmm. was at like a young conservatives rally. Yep. Now these were college students and these were they also had high school students there. And eventually the rally broke out into send her home tweets. I mean uh, chance. Or send her back chance. His rallies, one of his what, Trump rallies. This was a rally he spoke at. It was like a young conservatives rally or something like that. It was for college students, and they invited like high school kids as well. Now, uh, this was this. Something, this wasn't even one of his rallies. This is something he went to to speak at as a speaker. Interesting. So, but but to use that, so all of this not didn't start, but it became much a much bigger topic when he made the comments about the, the four congresswomen, freshman congresswoman, known as the squad, which is AOC, uh, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and Ayanna Presley, who, mind you, three of them are born in America, American citizens, and one is a naturalized American citizen who escaped Somalia as a refugee and became a citizen in America. And calling them the squad is demeaning. Demeaning for one, because you're basically addressing, you know, four women of color 
by a term that does not get it's not a term of endearment and we know it's not a term of endearment and it's never associated with prominent people no squads have always been associated with hit squads. yo yeah hit squad the, the term has nothing negative connotations to assign it to four women who literally live the american dream they 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 came one came to america three born in america grew up in america and have done the most american thing possible by serving the american people it don't it don't get much more american than that so trump made the comment that they should go back to their war torn countries and fix them go back to where they came from essentially and here's the thing. Three of them are born up in America. So where are they going to go back to? New York? Mm. Minnesota? Or, or any one of the other districts they represent? Yeah. Like that, that's the, the comments asinine. It's crazy to me. And yep. you know, then at the rally, at the rally he was at for, for I believe himself and maybe someone else, mm-hmm. sent her back. You know, let's be real. As African-American men, we are all familiar with go back to where you came from. Yeah. I, think, I think we're all familiar with that as a racist epithet, and we know what that means. Because that's been used for decades to the people that came before us mm-hmm. and at, by, by racists. So at any point in time, any person that can say that, you know, you're racist. I'm sorry. There, there's, no, there's no other way around it. That's a racist yeah. statement. It is inherently racist by the history of the statement. And on top of that, the Equal Opportunity Commission, they, they literally list that statement under something discriminatory. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, it's just crazy to me the world we live in. Like we can we can deal with that, and then from there, you know, you had the original rally. You know, Trump trying to say, "Oh, I I'm not racist. I wasn't being racist, bro." That's literally one of the most racist things you can say, though. <laughs> to say that you're not, racist, you are implying like, that you like, are being racist. Like, is it really though? Like, it's literally. Like, if you are a person of color of any denomination, of, of any race other than white, and somebody tells you, go back to where you came from, that is inherently racist. Yeah. That's like saying a Corvette is not a sports car. Mm-hmm. No, that's my four-door sedan that I drive my kids to soccer practice in. No, it's a sports mm-hmm. car. It's a Corvette. You know, which is the car of choice of old racist white men. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna just say this as a former car salesman: the average age of someone buying a Corvette is like 57, 67 years old, and the demographics are normally white, and they live in Florida. Anyway, so Florida, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, but Pat, I mean, it just it baffles me, you know, guys. It just like that's the world we live in, where he could address not just for women, not just for women of color, for women that serve in our government. Yep. That that represent, so, that represent the American people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just so if he gets ASAP Rocky, 
if he gets ASAP Rocky out of jail, will we will we cover a segment saying he did a good thing? That's a good question. I'm thinking about that myself. Look, they got a lot of bad people that do things occasionally. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. They got a lot of bad people that did good things. Oh, like, okay, here's a bad person, Hitler. Guess what? Concentration camps. Guess what? They still fed those people occasionally, but they were still really bad people. Like, we're going to give them credit because they gave them hot water and stale bread. Yeah, there's your, there's your answer right you know, there. Oh, that they had uh, socialized medicine. Set Rocky free, but guess what? He committed a crime in a foreign country. <laughs> you know what? That's very interesting you say that. Uh, not to spin from Trump, which we could probably go a long time oh, no. on, but the 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 ASAP Rocky situation is is interesting and. I guess maybe we could talk about it if we don't. Uh, Marlon, are you familiar with what happened with Ace Rock? All I know is that as of right now, he's being treated like crap. Okay, you don't know. No, he's not being treated he's, like crap. He's, tre- he's not being okay. Treated like crap. What do you mean treated like crap? Because he's 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 not getting a, a three course meal. I suppose, man. But I mean, Swedish prisons, Swedish prisons are nice. <laughs> Swedish prisons, they're like hey, bro. Right now, if you were in prison in Sweden and they said, where do you want to be a prisoner? Sweden or the U.S.? You're going to pick Sweden? Have you prison? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. European countries have revolutionary practices when it comes to incarceration, especially ones that are advanced, you know, industrialized countries like ours. Sweden, places like that, their prisons focus on rehabilitation. Yep, Dutch. They're uh, they get rehab, they're rates are so low it is yes and somehow we can't figure out how the hell they do so So we know we just don't want to because our prisons are private prisons right they they make money we we don't make money when ain't nobody so asap rocky is accused of assaulting someone yeah did you see i haven't seen the video um i have to send it to you Um, it's kind of weird i've been seems like he's trying to deflate the situation or um whatever but um at the same time you know uh him kind of getting caught up in a situation like that and 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 everybody it i ain't gonna say it was an uproar i'm gonna say it was it was elevated very quickly oh you know what no i have seen the video here's the thing because the dude was following him if I saw the right video, the dude was following him. He kept following him. And then Rocky confronted him and then left. And then the video, there's there's uh, another part of the video where there's a fight going on. Yeah. So obviously something happened in between when Rocky, ASAP Rocky confronted him and when they got into the altercation. Mm. Here's my thing, though. And this is what I'll say. One, I don't care who you are. You're in another country, bro. So don't think you're in America where your money going to buy your way out. It's not. You ain't got that kind of money. Yep. And you're overseas in a time where people overseas ain't really fans of America. Unless they're racist. And not... There's no celebrity ivory tower 
that they honor the way that we do. And so, you know, in the U.S. right now, we are going through the period where celebrities are being pulled from that ivory tower and treated like regular humans would be treated if they had done some of the things that they're doing. Hence, Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey, R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein, people like uh, Jeffrey uh, Epstein. Yeah. People like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people who are on this level where I'm a celebrity, I can do what I want, I got money, even if I get caught, I could just pay a bunch of people off and make this go away, and then just commence to doing what I've been doing again. We're going through a period where we're finally, people finally waking up and saying, nah, we don't want a culture like that, because all that says is, is that on paper, nobody's above the law, but in practice, people are above the law. You got a lot of money, you can get past it. You know, so not to tailor, not to connect that with ASAP Rocky, but I think that the higher we go in terms of our economic status, even our economic status in comparison to our peers, the more we do think that we're above things and we can get away with things other people can't get away with. Right? And, you know, so to kind of switch gears and throw the that ASAP Rocky situation in it, people are going to say, pro-Trump people are going to say, well, he can't be racist. Look what he did for ASAP Rocky. A racist person would do that. A neutral person is going to say, well, it is a fact, but it is, you know, we, we definitely want to, we, you know, we definitely need to look at, you know, the, the Trump's racism is a lot more complex uh, than it, it appears to be. And then people on all on the other side who hate him, period, is going to say, I don't care if he gave reparations. Uh, if he cured cancer only for black people, I believe he's a racist and he's a racist. So, again, That's the, the, the assessment of all of it. Argument of how can I be racist when I have a black friend? That, that's essentially the argument. Like, how can I be racist? I help get ASAP Rocky free. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you got ASAP Rocky free. But let's be real. That's more PR stunt than anything. And guess what? Sweden ain't about to sit there and take your phone calls like that. Sweden don't rock with you like that. Because Sweden already knew yeah. the fact that they reached out to try to do something. Sweden, like, we ain't heard from nobody. So, <laughs> y'all call, call the right one. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess y'all got my old number. So, you know. Any chain services. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all ain't here. I switched to, I switched to Verizon. Uh-huh. So, or AT&T, better service. You know, so with that being said, I mean, let's be real. It's all, it's all political moves. It's all a game at this point. You know, any at this point, nothing Trump does that is a benefit or a boon to people of color will detract from the fact that he is an inherent racist by his actions and his yeah. You know, that's you know, that's literally saying. You know, to, to make a to make a very simple comparison, you know, oh, I don't, I, you know, you say somebody's not a hunter, but they go out and kill animals and eat them. They're not a trophy hunter, but they're still a hunter. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as that guy, but they're still out there hunting. So you know, they're still they're still doing. They're still up. So you know, yeah, Trump may have done. Some, he may do some things that may benefit African Americans or people of color in general. But let's be real. His policies still have children in in cages along the border. 
His policies still detain people on a daily basis. His policies have still caused the death of dozens of people along the border. His policies have still sought to oppress people of color. His words and his actions and the people he riles up in support of himself are racist. And we see this in a, a very particular example of the woman who used a very serious racial slur towards two black women at a restaurant. Yep. Because let's be real. Five years ago, no, no, no woman, no, no, no white woman is gonna sit there and call two black women, two black women, the uh, a stupid n-word. Now I disagree with that. She ain't gonna. And here's she ain't why. gonna be brave. Five years ago, we had we had Obama. Five years ago, we had Obama in office. We had Paula Dean with her debacle. What? So. I, a lot of this stuff is not no, just research. No, 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 no. We did have Paula Dean, but Paula Dean and this random woman from off the street. I, I, I'll disagree with you on that and say five years ago, we wouldn't have had it put on the news over and over and over and over for us to hear it and reinforce what people think that we're living in more racist times than we lived in five years ago. You know what? I will agree with you. Yes, because it would have been said, and you're right. It would have said all the time. It, it would not have been as widely publicized. No, it wouldn't have been widely published, but it would definitely would have been said. I mean, I don't think I, I just I don't think they would have been as bold as they are now. I think there's a there's a boldness man. now because of Trump being in office and because of the base that supports him and that he encourages and that he stirs up. I think that well, I, I agree with that. There's a, there's a sense of immunity. Yeah, like but, he's uh, president, I can say what I want to say. And get, no, and get no backlash for it, like no repercussions like, for it. Like, I'm going to tell you right now. I know me as a man, as, as, as someone who is a person of color, who I am multiracial, you know, I have I have people of all races in my family from different demographics and different backgrounds. If if it were me and I was in a situation where this woman addressed these women this way, nah, like nah, like like it's not gonna happen. Like you gonna say it, that might be the last thing you say. So let me ask you this: Is there any point? And I'm asking this because even though it's not a topic we are discussing, it's it's popped up in my mm -hmm. head. Is there any time, time, domain, or space where it's permissible for someone who's non-black to use the no. word? So if they're wrapping up, so if they're, for instance, if they're wrapping Radio up, rhetoric, they're not allowed to use no. the word. No, and to your question, huh? No, unequivocally, no. Marlon, what's your answer to that? I side with that. You can't say it. Nope. Under no circumstances. Okay. So, so here's here's my reason. After this podcast is over, here's what I want. You well, to no, here's here's my reasoning behind it, and I, I want to say this. Okay. So, okay. Here's the thing about it. African Americans kind of take you know black people as a whole. 
we we take carte blanche with the word because a lot of people say, oh, we've made it our own. Oh, we've done this. Oh, we've done this. You have to look at the context of things like that. Yeah. And I think we've all been guilty of saying it at one time or another. Of course. Yes. Of course. I just said it. I just said it 10 minutes. Okay. Ago. So with that. And I'm going to say it before I go to sleep tonight. I just know I am. So, <laughs> that's terrible. With that being said, we do take a certain carte blanche with it because it, it to some of us, it's a form of reclamation of something that was used against us negatively. It, it's, it's a, it may be, a, you know, it may even be used as a term of endearment in some situations. You know, and we always joke about the Denzel from Training Day, the comment like that's the, that's kind of the go-to comment that a lot of people make. But when you are not Black or African American and you have never experienced the negativity that comes behind someone using that word towards you in a racist or derogatory way, you don't understand and where it stems from is to degrade. And where it stems from is to dehumanize people. And for someone who is not Black and not African-American and chooses to use that word, and maybe they do understand the context. Maybe they have experienced racism. I'm not trying to take away from anybody's experiences, but that's one of those things out of respect I feel like you don't do. It's a line you don't cross. It, it'd be it'd be like you know me using a, a racial slur against another race, and maybe they use it, and I, I'm not allowed to. I'm okay with that. That's the whole complexity of the inward argument. Is that if I don't know if you're familiar with the word. Um, that is derogatory to Jews. Yes. Um, um, I won't use it on here. Um, Jewish people, and the reason I'm, people would have to go look it up and, and maybe we'll start another discussion with it, but um, um, just Jackson was used that word back in the 80s and it caused a huge uh, backlash to the Jewish community against uh, Jesse Jackson, and so for the people use, I, I want to say Al Sharpton may have used it in a in a tape conversation. I'm not really sure all the way. I, I think I, I'm not most certain about that. One. What I'll say is, is that the reason I'm saying that about the N word and, and who can use it, who can't, and why is because I think that's the whole reason why the word carries so much fervents amongst the users not when they use it amongst each other because there, there, there is a different meaning attached to it um, or, or, or there's a um, there's multi-different meanings attached to it but then there's a exclusion of not all others because there are others that can use it Hispanics I've heard use it yeah, there's only it's only backlash and whites use. Well, I, I, so I, what I just wonder personally, I have I have addressed people of other races that have used it. 
Yes. Because, you know, no, it's not cool. And I'm not going to, I don't want to, I'm not trying to make it like a double standard, like, oh, because I'm black, you know, I get the rights to use it. Nah, it really inherently isn't cool. And I always war with myself about that because I, I, I try not to say it. But as, a, as something that, you know, growing up in a city and growing up in New Orleans is something that has become a part of our conversation. And like, I don't try, I'm, I'm definitely not heavy handed with it. And I don't try to address people in a certain way, especially using that, but I definitely will address somebody that is not African-American and say, say, look, I, I understand you may think because, you know, somebody else has said this around you or something like that, that is cool, but it's really not, you know, and I think, I, it, you know, as it, especially if it's used in a non-derogatory, like like they are quoting a song or a lyric or something like that. Like I get it, but at the same time, like I said, radio edit. It don't be on the radio, and you be singing along just fine. <laughs> Not yet. It may be coming. We never know. So I'll say this: if 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 people who are interested in um, eradicating or uprooting racism along the lines of, you know, it being spewed from the pul- pulpit of the White House or individual interactions, we have to, you have to uproot it. You have to uproot the pieces of racism that you've accepted and made your own and you've termed it uh, endearment. That's my nigga right there. Man, look, I don't mean that. Uh, man, how many niggas up here tonight? And so we got our own different, uh, even amongst ourselves. Chris Rock got that segment where he says black people versus niggas on that. Um, what's that Chris Rock? What's the Netflix special he did? Nah, it was the one. Uh, Bring the Pain, I think it's called. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, that's. I guess that's really what my hope is out of what's happening with everything that we're in the middle of right now. So we're in the middle of uprooting celebrities, people with money, the ultra rich who are above the law, who've done child molestation, who drugged women and, and, and fondled them, all these different things. And, and now if, if we all agree that either Trump is a racist or he's He's permissible of racism in his presence as long as he can leverage that to his political advantage. Then we have to say, if we're gonna uproot that, we gotta uproot everything that goes with it. And that means there's never an opportunity. And I'm a, I'll go ahead and say this now: there's never a time where it's permissible for the N word to be used, even amongst black people, based on the whole history of it. There's no such thing as taking something bad and making it good. I don't care how you do it. At some point, the the foundation it sits on, which is a negative foundation, will always it will always unfold. And so, that's one of my hopes as as we're uprooting all of this stuff: sexual harassment, we're uprooting people child molestation, we're uprooting parts of racism where we're saying people who are making these um, making viral comments on fake articles we're firing them for that we have to say you know what there's a time where 
we can't be permissible to do this too. We need to just put that, put the word to the side, period, and say that's not something that we use or be permiss or is permissible for us to use in no context whatsoever. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a one hundred percent with it, and I, I do think it is. I, I think that is, you know, there's something to hope to. Yeah. I mean, it, it's something to hope to. But do you see a change? Anything is possible. That's the uh, thing. Probably not in my lifetime. Well, I mean, there's bad in everything. I mean, I guess the question is that, you know, the the way I see it, if, you know, if the, a um, an acknowledgement, a, a uniform acknowledgement that is not right and that the historical methods people have used to justify it, terms of endearment, and, you know, it ain't, don't really mean it in this context, then we say, all right, all that goes out the window. And even if I do use it, then basically there's no justification for I use it. It was it's, it's it shouldn't be permitted for me to do so. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Gotcha. The same way that somebody who's some rich person who's being accused of all this sexual harassment. Whoa, those women are liars. They're liars. They're not, I, I never did any of that. Mm. Or or um um she asked for it to happen. She didn't say no. That type of stuff. Gotcha. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, it is what it is. I think they're still going to use it regardless. Even though they know that they shouldn't use it, they're still going to use it. You know? Well, people use crack regardless. <laughs> but, but the, the, you know. Are we really comparing that word to crack, though? No, we're not comparing it to crack. What we're comparing is we're comparing it into into we're comparing it in not in theory but in practice to that where I'm saying that that uh, no one's goal should be a total elimination of look you can't eliminate racism okay you ain't gonna wake up one morning and not people not see a difference that don't make any sense you know that there's cultural difference there's there's all types of different there's there's even some biological difference and so I don't me particularly I don't I don't I guess I don't negotiate those types of outcomes. I think what the what you try to do is is negotiate an outcome that's as logical as possible to logical and practical as possible, right? Because I, I think that's the only way people will people will people will will abide by it. If you're trying to say I don't, I'm you know we want to eliminate all racism, period, then what you're basically spewing out is a pipe dream. As long as there are different people with different races with different beliefs and different perspectives, you're going to have some level of disagreement and discrimination. And that's just inherently what it is. For for whatever reason. Whether it's because, oh, this person is taller than me, this person can run faster than me, they can throw a ball farther than me, you know, their their hair can do something my hair can't do, or whatever it is. There, you know, I, I don't think that we'll get to the point where we can inherently respect each other for the fact that we are different and there are things that we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I personally try to look at things from that perspective. I look at it from the fact that I am inherently different from you, Marlon, and we all contribute different things. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And I appreciate that. But that's just my own personal walk and my own personal growth. Everybody will be angry on that boat. And, you know, going back to what I guess started recording all this from, from Jump, you know, as long as we have individuals like Donald Trump and, you know, his supporters and people like that, and we're always going to have individuals like that. But as long as those people continue to be in power, it will still cause those issues. They're going to believe they're inherently better for whatever reason. And guess what? Your potato salad with raisins is not better. <laughs> it's, it's your pecan pie is not as good as this sweet potato pie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now, these candy yams are so much better than yours. So, with that being said, <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm just gonna say it for what it is. Like the 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 bland. I mean, like in, in jokes aside, the White Walkers, the bland and flavorless ones. You know, they're gonna continue to permeate culture as long as they're still in, still in power. Create this, create this culture where they focus more on differences than unifying things. You know, because as long as they focus on differences and as long as they use that to create and build their platform, we're never going to be able to come together and actually be able to achieve something that, you know, other countries actually are. You know, and I, I read something recently that addressed culture and address a lot of different things. And I'm I'm not going to get super in-depth with it here. I, I will share it on the page later so people can see it. But it's just one of those situations where we talk about culture and, and what we have to offer as a culture. And, you know, America as a culture has not been around for a very long time. In, in, in respect, cultures who are thousands of years and right now, America's culture looks very questionable. It's interesting you say that. Our, our, the makeup of our country is very questionable right now. Like I question, you know, will we be a country standing in another two or 300 years? Because let's be real, America was founded on dissension Disagreement with government, revolution, not a nice one either. And then the extermination of indigenous people and the forcing of other people from other lands into servitude. So right now, putting our culture into perspective, it's a little shady. It's interesting you say that. So I'll I'll just I'll personally just leave it at that. Like I look at the makeup and I look at the culture of our country, and to a degree, I personally find it severely lacking. Because Marlon, do you agree with that or what? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I don't see what he's saying is wrong. I mean. So if I said that, would you agree with me or disagree with me? With you, I probably disagree because I don't like you. <laughs> See, that's the problem. See, you're biased. So I already know that no matter what my perspective is on here, I, I can't even count on a vote. 
I can't count anybody on my side. I'm not on if my you had said it, I would have agreed with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here's what I'm gonna say. Um, I I have to disagree with the um the apparent shaming of the whole American experience. I'm not talking about the experience. I'm not talking. But you're talking about the because the the founding. The I'm talking uh, about right now. Like so, the American experience is one thing. The American experience is immigrating to America and chasing the American dream. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, equality, all those things. But let's be real. It's a bait and switch tactic. We're in sales. The American dream is essentially bait and switch for all white folk. Really? Like looking at it from a set, purely a sales perspective. The American so you think that a, a white, so, so you're saying that for a white person is innately, no matter what, no matter what part of this country they're born in, is innately positioned to be successful just because they're white? I will say that irrespective of what part of the country that you come from, if you are white, and primarily if you are a white male, you have advantages and are perceived better than anyone else. What advantages do you have? It's, it's It's literally the lack of obstacles. So somebody who's born in rural Louisiana or rural Kentucky or the I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. My family is from both of those places. My mom's side of the family, who is white, is from rural Kentucky. Bart, and you're and, and let me ask you this. So you're in a great position to answer this question. Who's better off? And when I say better off, I'm not talking about income. I'm talking about education. I'm talking about lifespan. Where I'm talking about, um, yeah, I'm talking about lifespan. Um, Mm-hmm. My mom's family was, was was better. Okay. In what way? They did not have and they so so my my mother's family owned land. Okay. They had a farm. Okay. Had you know, they had the freedom to grow and be themselves. My father's family grew up in the most rural part of Louisiana, Lower Plaquemines Parish. They had land stolen from them by corrupt government. They were inherently discriminated against because they were people of color. My dad was like Mr. Handsome 1975 in high school, but prior to them integrating the school, they went to the black school, all the other kids went to the really nice white school. Then they integrated at some point. Because you had one school that was for people of color. You had one school that was really nice. That was essentially a private school that you couldn't get into except if you were white, which is where all the good books went, which is where all the best teachers went, which had all the best materials. And you can ask anybody from the area because it's the truth. Well, it's private. It wasn't private. It was a public school. It was essentially a private school and how it was treated. But it was a public school. 
Yeah, but I'm I'm it, it's it's this you, you're talking about Louisiana, right? I'm, this is Louisiana. This is my dad growing up in Lower Plaquemines Parish, where my their, my my father's family did own land. My father's family did have assets. They did have things that would have created generational wealth, and because of governmental corruption, things were stolen from them. Manifest destiny and appropriation of lands for government use, and their lands were taken away, and they were not fairly compensated. So let me ask you this. Have you heard of, um, or are you familiar with the history of the Acadians in Louisiana? that were the Acadians, which were, they first came from Nova Scotia. They were expelled from Nova Scotia by the British. I think it was the British. They came here to, I think, South Louisiana, and they 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 settled in the swamp lands and things like that. And that's who we call the Cajuns. Mm-hmm. Like, are you familiar with the, the, the Cajun experience? Louisiana and no, 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 I am because that's that's part. Here's the thing: my my dad's family is diverse in a sense that we have Cajuns, we have black and white lines in our family with the same last name, mm-hmm. all because at some point someone who was like fair enough skinned got with someone who was white and carried that line on. Someone who was not as fair skinned who had the same last name carried that carried the. the Family's lying on exact same family can trace it back to a, 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 a an ancestor of the same family, but one is considered white, one is considered black. And yes, I'm familiar with the Cajuns because those are my people too. And I will say this: you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that they weren't treated poorly. I'm not going to say that my mom's family didn't that had. I'm not going to say that they had all of the advantages. Because my mom has said it, that they would have been considered poor white trash. But I'm going to tell you right now, and there are a lot of white, white people who can attest to this, poor white trash still got treated better than black people. Poor white trash had a vote when black people didn't have a vote. That's not true. That's not true at all. No, no, no. Poor white trash, white people, before black people did. Absolutely not. Uh, are you familiar with the poll tax? Do you know that the poll tax, you have to pay a tax? To yes, vote. no, I'm aware. Do you know that, that that disproportionately affected more whites than blacks? As a matter of fact, the reason that we got rid, the reason that the poll tax was outlawed is because of a white person suing in Georgia who was suing to have the poll tax overturned as unconstitutional. Right, so they could vote. That's right. But what I'm saying so, I, I get the poll tax aspect, but you, you eliminate the poll tax. Okay, we can have these white people vote now. But there was still other things in place after that that prevented African-Americans from voting. So while that one instance of unfairness towards white people who couldn't afford... No, but but we don't want to keep count on what... Oh, that's just one time, because that's that's just one time I mentioned. I guess what I'm... uh, I guess what I'm getting at is is that... And and maybe this is an example of one of, I think, the biggest problems in this country is, is that we are... We're so disconnected from the various different realities of everybody else that we really begin to judge success based on gender and race. That we never think about that success is 
sits on top of where you were born, which terms of geographical area, um, the time period that you were born, somebody who was born in the 1930s, 1940s, the success ratio compared to somebody who was born in the 1960s or 50s is totally different. Like, I think, I, I think that we are so much disenchanted from our reality that the, the only thing that we are familiar with is things that help to broaden the realities that we have and any attempt to try to change that or introduce something different is like we kind of reject it. Well, here's the thing. And, I, won't, I won't say that I reject it. And I, I, I say that because I contest it. I, That's about I contest it because there are people that were treated unfairly of all races. There's going to be people always going to be untreated exactly. unfairly. Welcome to humanity. Exactly. There's never a time where we're going to always be treated the same. No, if, if somebody can give me an example of at one time where humanity was equal across the board, I would love to see it because Stop. that will never exist. On age. Anyway, jokes aside, aside, though, I will say this. Success does not discriminate. If you got it, you got it. If you don't, you got it. And that's just how it goes. Because people have come from the lows and reached the highest of the highs. And there are people who've come from highs and they went low because they didn't have it. Exactly, because I'm going to tell you right now, Jack Ma is, is a prime example. Jack Ma was rejected a number of times and is one of the richest men in the world who started Alibaba, the online uh, buying and selling platform. That's right. Out of China. Out of China. He was rejected. Grow up in China. People think they got, grow up in China. Socialist China. Exactly. Motherfuckers ain't got no drinking water. And we, I'm saying, some people. No clean air, got to wear a mask to walk outside, can't even run. The air's all fucked up. And motherfuckers complain. But guess I just think that we're just a cussing cussing bottle there. So I'm gonna say this: success does not discriminate. I I do believe, and I have I have seen that it is more difficult for a person of color, and it, it's 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 very hard pressed to change my opinion of that. There are more obstacles. Just because the way society is set up and the way our country is set up, you are inherently discriminated against if you are a person of color. From illegal financing practices, whether it was the housing industry or the auto finance industry, from you know policing tactics, from voting discrimination, from benefit discrimination, you know, there's so many different things where people of color were discriminated against and did not have the same resources that white people did that is just one of those situations where you know it's hard to say that you know people of color did not have a much more difficult time yeah i mean we can we can address stop and frisk in new york which was one of the most discriminatory police practices i think in history where hey we're just going to stop black people and frisk them all day and hey we'll probably find something or we'll plant something on them and are you familiar with prior to stop and frisk, how the clergy of New York went to NYPD and say, we have gang violence going on. We have blacks killing blacks. We have people with guns. It is not safe out here. We need you guys to do something. And that was one of the reasons that stop and frisk actually came about. 
because it was the black clergy and many and that was there's a there's a good book on it. I can't remember it. It's in my stash somewhere about the whole history of how Stop the Frisk came along. Look, and so I'm with it. No, no, I'm with it. People need to make a decision on what they no, want. No, and okay. I, people are. Agree. Hold on a, one second. One second. One minute people complain about there's a bunch of crime everywhere and there, there's no businesses over here and it ain't safe. And then when the police comes in and decides, okay, the only way we can do something is we have to be able to deter people from being able to come here. Now, the tactics may not be, the tactics have been ruled unconstitutional and I'm okay with that. But what I'm saying is people need to make a decision on what they want. Do you want safe areas or do you want to feel like, oh, well, they stopping. Well, I saw 10 black people get stopped. So, well, it got to be racist. I just, I guess I'm trying to understand the whole thing. And I will say this. And Marla, you could chime in at some point. Uh, I would like him. I, 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 I will say this. Oh, he's lost. I, 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 I blame society more than I blame government and law enforcement. I blame government. No, no, no. Because government created all of it. I don't disagree with you, but here's my thing. If we as a society said we want a safer community, the society could make the change. No, the government has to make the change. You don't have the society. If you want a safer community, start calling the police on the people that's doing things. Not to snitch. But you're complaining about the drugs in the neighborhood, but you ain't going to say nothing. See that, and you're going exactly where I'm going. That's I. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We're going the same place. Yes, the government has to take has to take into account, and yes, the government has to address it, and yes, law enforcement has to do it. But you know what? People have to be held individually accountable. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, the only reason you have black neighborhoods where they got 13 churches and 14 liquor stores is because they let anything you and they don't stand. You allow it. You, you allow happen. you allow things to happen that you're okay with. The minute you're not okay with it, you want to be that hit dog that howls. Exactly. If you were really not okay with it, you would go complain to your city commission and go to these town hall meetings that they actually do have about why we're letting another liquor store open up. Just guess what? Just like the white people do in their neighborhoods, because that's right. They have to open. Get a license in order to. They will shut that down. They shut down a power plant in New Orleans. Entergy, multi billion dollar company, supplies power to all of New Orleans. Entergy wanted to build another power plant. You know what the people said? Nah, we good. Nope. I go ahead. We're not building that shit here. So, so you can throw waste in the air and kill a bunch of people, or it gets in the water and kill a bunch of people. So, Marlon, at some point, sir, you have to chime in. Because it can't be a dude. I mean, y'all are very passionate about this. No, we're not passionate. Listening. I understand, but 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 in 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 when there's passion, there's always there's 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 always something that you're thinking, and we both, I think Martin agrees with me. We we encourage you to um um to put out to put what you think on the altar. Just lay it on the altar. I'm about to tell you what he's going to lay on that altar. How terrified he is of this cat rubbing his leg. <laughs> oh, that's so, is that why? That's why he's quiet. <laughs> Look, all right, so, so, so in retrospect, I, I do have a pet cat. Uh, it is my sister's. It will not be here much longer, thank you, Lord, because I am kind of allergic to it, apparently. <laughs> sick the past couple of days. But, yeah, I have bronchitis. I've been sick for a whole month. But uh, that makes sense. Now it's all coming full circle. 
Yeah. What I will say, though, is this cat has been fairly affectionate with Marlon since he's been here tonight. And I don't like cats. I cannot stand cats. And why don't you? Why don't you like cats? What do you have against cats? For one, they just lazy. For one, cats are lazy. They don't do anything. They're low maintenance. What a what a stereotype. I mean, with dogs, I mean you can play with them. Just you can play with cats. Huh? Your dog annoying as hell. He is. He's badass. I'm sorry, April, but he is annoying as hell. Badass. I'm not gonna just won't get along. He just. Surprise you is sneak up on you. Nah, I, I don't like all that. You don't like nobody sneaking up. No, absolutely not. Nah, I, I okay. So, so we'll we'll wrap it up because we, we don't have too much longer left. But so I, I will address an irrational fear because I think this is an irrational fear of cats. I have an irrational fear of clowns. Oh, I know that. Uh, as a child, my father decided to take me to the circus, which was going to be a great time because I love animals. Mm-hmm. But this clown jumped out and scared the hell out of me, and I cussed in front of all the people as like a six-year-old. Anybody seen a six-year-old say the way I said it? So you're the second person I've met that have that fear of clowns. And and real quick, because I know we got her go. Um, I um, I saw of uh, me and the person I want to put out there. Um, there was a picture of a of a of a clown, and um, she. She really freaked out. I, I thought it, I thought she was really playing that she was really scared of the clowns, but Mm-mm. nah. Interesting. It makes me intrigues me to look up the history of clowns to see where did that derive. Clowns, like, and I have I have essentially desensitized myself to it by watching it as many times as I have. Mm-hmm. But till this day, if a clown jumps out on me, cause I'm probably gonna need to go to the hospital because I will uppercut the hell out of him. You uppercut the hell out. You wouldn't scream or nothing, would you? And run away. No, no, no. I'd scream. Oh, so you're not you're not scared. Of I'd probably scream and go full Street Fighter and uppercut the hell out of him. You, you <laughs> have, ah, the Duncan. I'm gonna tell you right now. Doesn't get it. I, I will scream like a punk and cut the hell out of. Him. I ain't gonna. The world is crazy for all of twelve seconds and then commence that ass whooping. <laughs> Marlon, what is your irrational fear? Uh, I would say like mice. I don't like mice. Uh, don't like mice. You have you don't like anything on four legs. Like dogs. That count for anything? Like like uh, lions and bears. Oh, oh, you like lions and bears? Oh, okay. bears. That's interesting. All right. right. So now that now, now that we stop Jasmine Sullivan, Pat, what's your what's your what's your irrational fear? I don't have any. You're full of shit. I don't. I don't have any rational fears. All my fears are rational. Then he telling Ellen DeGeneres, I'm not scared of clowns, and that clown jumped out the box. Right? <laughs> I don't have any rational fears. Box, that boy started Harlem shaking through a wall. <laughs> so that was that was it. I'm going to tell you right now. Ellen from New Orleans. Ellen will test that gangster. Oh, you're not scared of clowns? Cool. Yeah. Whole clown in this box right next to you. We're gonna find out today. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep, Ellen, Ellen went there. So, nah, I don't, I can't think of anything irrational that I'm fearful of. Like, I'm fearful there's of none of that. How like roaches, none of that. Nah, I'm not scared of none of that. Shit. Snakes, snakes I, either. Nope, I'm not scared of no snakes. 
No. If, if a snake appears, if, if, if any animal appears in my way and I am near something that I can I can hit them with, then we're going to have a bad experience together. <laughs> together. <laughs> we're going to have a bad experience. Now, if I don't have anything, then I'm fearful. Well, that's not irrational. That's rational. It's supposed to be. I all right, well, man, I got to say, to say we got off topic severely. We did get off topic. I, it was still, unintentional. It was, you know, because they, they, they always try to stay on topic, and we always try to address things pertinent going on. And, you know, ASAP Rocky is pertinent. It's going on right now. He's in prison in Sweden, you know, and he they say he could be facing up to two years. I know. No, that's what, that would be really weird if they threw the book at him. Well, no, the book, throwing a book at him would be six years. They, they so they they prosecute for assault two years. They yeah, like like um, they reduced it from six. They reduced the level of assault from from whatever charge it was from six years to two years. So he could still do two years in a Swedish prison, which I encourage everybody to go look up what prisons look like in Sweden. Um, it's a lot nicer than what they look like in the U.S. A prison is prison, though. I don't give a fuck if it's the White House. I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm not able to do what I want to do. Hey, I, I don't disagree with you, but uh, yeah, you know, hey, it's better than serving in 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 Angola. Yeah, but I if you prefer prison to freedom, I'm pretty sure you choose freedom. Right? Nobody's gonna choose prison, but if you have That's between right. like Swedish prison or U.S. prison, guess what? Guess where you wanna go? Sweden. Yeah. So, you know, and then Trump's comments about you know. The squad, quote unquote, the the four freshman congresswomen who who represent their their respective districts and counties for you know the different states that they do, and you know, just I feel like at any point in time, if we fight, if our if our government spends more time fighting amongst themselves and actually doing things as a benefit of people, they're fit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just you know, there's so much there that could be unpacked, and we're we're pretty much out of time at this point. But Pat, as always, it was a pleasure. You know, everybody out there listening, you know, please comment, please, you know, let us know what's going on. What, what, what... Yeah, we'll put something up like, "Do you think the N word is permitted?" Yeah, we... or something. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Throw out a couple polls and and share them all around and see what's going on. Yep. I would love to know what people think. Absolutely. You know, can can someone, can a person of color but not black say the N-word? <laughs> That's be interesting. <laughs> See what people think about that. One. Will you let your, your Hispanic friend's side or your Latinx friend's side slide with saying the N-word if if they sing in a future song? Or are you going to say something? Yeah. yeah. You going to kill a moment while y'all riding down the, down the street in the car? Yeah. He's rapping a song. Y'all just kind of playing. You, hey man, you can't say that, right? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think that's a dude in the car where somebody says something, and I popped him real quick. Like, man, what you doing? He's like, I'm singing. You can skip that part though. Golly. Like, I, I kill that vibe, and then we'll just switch to another track. Look, I'll be the one. Like, oh, you want a song where you ain't got to worry about that? Let's put on NSYNC, cause you ain't never got to talk about anti-racism, boy. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's right, anti-racism in practice. Hey, that's it right there. We don't, we, don't, we don't do that around these parts. But yes. all right, folks, it's been a pleasure. It's your boy. This is Marlon. 
Patricio. All right, and we, we are signing off tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We love y'all. Pre- Marlon, you are such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the way going. Oh, Jesus. All right. All right, folks. Later. <laughs>